yesterday I bought Sekiro. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Hard. Nice. <laughs> you started it? Yeah. And nice. It took me like seven tries to get just to the first part where you get a sword. <laughs> I'm so bad at those. I haven't played Sekiro, but I, I couldn't even, I don't even think I made it out of the tutorial in Bloodborne before I was just like, I, I'm, I give up. <laughs> like, yeah. it's hard. I don't even understand what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm like in the middle of the tutorial. I got past like the first part of the tutorial and yeah, it doesn't like explain it very well, which I kind of like, I kind of like figuring it out but it's also like yeah i died like seven times trying to get to the first like checkpoint hey everybody welcome to pursuing pixels my name is kevin portelli and i'm here tonight with uh john hines hey there and we're also here with our friend and uh, game designer, composer, uh, Megan Carnes as well. She's joining us for the first time on the podcast. How you doing, Megan? Hi, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. And <laughs> welcome back to Chicago, by the way. We got a Chicago trio here uh, with us tonight. So yeah, feels good. It still does. not in person, though. <laughs> yeah, still, <No>. not, <laughs> still not in person. Um, Someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we figured uh, we'll chat some games with you, uh, you know, the first time around here. And then uh, next week we'll probably chat, you know, get a little more in depth w- into your like composition and, and game design career and what you're doing right now and, and all that stuff. But uh, in yeah. the meantime, uh, John, I know we talked a little bit of uh, Warhammer 40K mm-hmm. recently with your figurines on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know you've been delving just deeper and deeper into that <laughs> world. I guess we're all going to potentially be diving into this world. Oh, yeah. Uh, after last night. Yeah. (laughs) Mikey and I are making sure that we suck in as many people as possible into this hobby. Yeah, Uh, basically buying enough for three people to play at any time. Oh, yeah. There's we're we're playing the small version of the game. So that's it's a lot easier to get enough pieces to actually play that. But uh, on the humble store, they had a huge sale recently on almost all of the Warhammer games, uh, all the properties of the Warhammer, like Fantasy and then 40K, which is what I've been playing. And I picked up uh, the Dawn of War collection, which included the expansion that I've been playing, which is Dark Crusade. And it is a 2006 real-time strategy game that is also just my wheelhouse of pc games that i played over a decade ago but this one specifically was an expansion that was the two factions that i've been playing as in the actual like tabletop version of the game so i'm playing as the necron which are the Immortal space robots and the Tau, <laughs> which are the space communists. So, <laughs> like, just great things all around. But it's a really oh, yeah. solid RTS. And, like, this was an entire, I don't know, world or universe that I really had no exposure to up until, like, a few months ago, really. And suddenly I'm like, oh, hey, I know about this and can actually get into this really solid RTS that I had never really 
paid attention to or even knew about and then find out that of course there's this huge giant subculture of people who like this is the greatest rts ever made <laughs> <laughs> like are there still servers for people playing online and stuff like that because like obviously there's like stuff be. like starcraft and you know stayed around but those are like the the big heavy hitters I, i'm still like in my little baby tutorial stages for the game so i'm <laughs> really not looking to play multiplayer with anyone yet but it's got a really good campaign. I've been enjoying it a lot. And, like, the sale that I got was, like, every expansion. So I've got, you know, so much content of so many different things in Warhammer. <laughs> it's it's just a fun thing. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I, I did have the benefit of, you know, having played or like started the collecting of the tabletop version so like i was able to go in and know like basically like oh yeah i know what these units will do because like i know what they do in the like physical game so it was yeah kind of fun to see like oh yeah like i I did a couple of the tutorial missions just so that i could learn how to actually play the game and then i started you know playing with my actual factions and like seeing how that was different and then starting the main campaign. But yeah, it's a solid, solid 2006 game. <laughs> and it, it looks pretty good. Like those uh, shots that you posted, it was like, I was like, this doesn't look that dated. And, no. and RTS is a genre that for me, at least I've kind of avoided for a long time. Not, not because I don't like them, but just cause I didn't play on PC that much. And playing them on consoles is just it's it's one genre that doesn't work very particularly well unless it's like bad north or something like that where it's like a really kind of intuitively designed yeah you know interface or whatever 100 percent. yeah heck yeah i'm I'm excited to dive into warhammer do you play do you mess around with any uh rts stuff at all uh megan no it's one genre that i just really it's not my thing yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) It's a lot to manage and keep yeah. track of, for Micromanaging sure. Micromanaging is it 100%. <laughs> and you have to be like, I like putting, telling people where to go and do specific things and, like, build buildings in specific areas. Like You're yeah. you're almost like building a machine, like a yeah. well-oiled machine. Like, just do these tasks in, you know, on command. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The closest thing I like is probably, like, Pikmin. Just Pikmin like, rules. Hey, Pikmin's definitely, that's another game that kind of, like, yeah, does RTS in, like, a super intuitive way, you know, and, like, makes it work on a console. I, I could I never imagine games. playing, like, a standard rts like on a console like i feel like it's something you need to have like a mouse and keyboard and like i know that starcraft came out on n64 and i still have no Did idea it really yes i have those no c way. buttons i guess <laughs> Jeez. yeah that's but insane to me pikmin just works because it's you know you have the I don't know. It's just an. It's a good. It, I don't want to say simplified, but it's just a different approach. Like it's yeah. an intuitive console approach. It, it's a good way to put you in direct control in a kind of an RTS environment. I mm-hmm. guess even though it's not like you're. It's not designed like a strategy game in the sense like you're. But it sort of is. I guess you're. I don't, it yeah. is sort of. I don't know. Yeah. It's very. It's, I don't know. Like its own thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I miss Pikmin. I know. Not that, I mean, I know they just released three deluxe on Switch, but I'm yeah. I'm still so I didn't want to get it because I just feel like it on the Wii U you needed that double screen like to because you could like draw the path of the other uh, playable astronauts or whatever I forget what their names are in Pikmin Three, but yeah, I feel like Bethany and Charlie. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> Off the cuff. ABC. Um, I, I guess it probably isn't that bad to just switch. I'm sure you can do it pretty quickly or something in the switch version, but I just I really liked being able to to do that like right on the screen and just look down, draw a little path and switch what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I got 3 Deluxe actually and I never oh. played it on the Wii U and I thought it was mostly like fine, but sometimes it would be like weird if I had like all three of them doing stuff at the same time. I'd be like, "Wait, what's this one doing? Like, mm-hmm. where are you? Are you okay?" Yes. <laughs> yeah. I get. To be fair, by the end of the game, I was definitely even on the Wii U was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> this is like getting way too hectic." Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it it, it's yeah. It's, the time management in that game is is tight. Yeah. Very tight. Yeah, that's fun though. Yeah, I got to the end of the game, the end boss, and I kept like having my one last Pikmin die, so I just killed mm. it little by little <laughs> with, like, one Pikmin at a time that it would then kill and would then regrow. It was very depressing, actually. <laughs> yeah, it, that game can give you some, like, sad victories, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but what else have uh, you been playing lately, Megan? Um, The game I've been playing the most is Cozy Grove, which I feel like a lot of people haven't heard of. But um, yeah, it's a it's a good game. It's by a Spry Fox Studios, and their whole thing is like all their games have like these like square, squarish like cubish bears, basically like very <laughs> rectangular. So those are okay. heavily featured in this game. But yeah, essentially, it's kind of like Animal Crossing, where you well in this one you get stuck on like a deserted island you don't go there on purpose but (laughs) (laughs) you're essentially a a spirit scout basically like a girl scout or boy scout or whatever and you go there and essentially you meet all these ghost bears and you're trying to help them all like figure out their unfinished business that kind of thing and it's mostly done by like fetch quests and occasionally like crafting things for them that kind of thing but I don't know, yeah. it's just very cute, like a combination of like cute and spooky. And it's the kind of thing where you play like 20 minutes a day and then it's like, all right, your quests are done. Come back tomorrow, which is nice. That's yeah. what I need because I sometimes get way too obsessed with games and play for way too long. And I can't really do it with this one. Nice. Yeah, good. that sounds nice because it sounds like, you know, it's, I'm sure it's different from Stardew Valley, but you like get in that loop in, with Stardew Valley where it's like <laughs> yeah. a day is about 20 minutes in Stardew Valley, but you could just play them infinitely, basically. You know, there's no, I guess there's an end game sort of. And is, is there an end game in, in this game? Like, are you trying to like finish the game in any way or is it just kind I of like hey, so. keep playing and hanging out? I think so. Like, um, I haven't gotten to the end of any of the bears' storylines yet, but it's like, as you help them with more and more quests, you, like, uncover more memories of theirs. Um, so I'm sure once you've, like, helped all the bears, I don't know how much left there will be to do, you know? Um, but yeah. we'll see. There's also this thing, um, it's kind of like the Animal Crossing Museum. Uh, they have like these collections where you collect all the different flowers you can grow and all the different fish you can catch and all this stuff. So Nice. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of Stardew Valley. Not to just keep bringing that back up, but like filling out all the... I never actually finished everything, but like when you'd get those little... What were they like... I always think of the Jinjos, but that's uh, Banjo-Kazooie. What Juminos. Are those Juminos, yeah. Juminos. yeah. <laughs> Those are like, I just love those little, like when you filled out a certain chart or whatever and you got the little 
cutscene. Yeah. So yeah. cool. My last playthrough, I uh, finished the community center for the first time, which was nice. nice. But after that, there's like a, a really hard bundle you can get in like the abandoned Jojo Mart, which is just like, you know, you need like five of each of these super rare things. And I mm-hmm. never, never finished that. But yeah, there was yeah. also one time in Stardew Valley where I dated everyone at the same time, yes. which was very funny. <laughs> yes, that is the correct way to play. Yeah. And the exact opposite of me. me. <laughs> but it was funny because the only consequence they were like was everyone was like we're gonna give you the cold shoulder for a week and i was like okay and so for like a week when i would talk to them they would be like mad but then after that like i was still dating all of them like it was fine <laughs> <laughs> all is forgiven yeah <laughs> that's hilarious that's like funny. I got so addicted to like the farming aspect of that game that I was like I just pretty much never even went to town except to just like buy seeds and stuff when I ran out <laughs> and just like just keep this farm running, keep upgrading everything. Like I mean I yeah, I, I would barely I would do quests when I oh there's something on the board, I'll if I happen to do it and maybe, but I just say, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But I like the idea of like with like you're saying with Cozy Grove, like where it's like kind of keeping you focused on like do these tasks and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. And that's funny about Stardew Valley because I'm the opposite where I actually don't really like the farming despite it being <laughs> like a farm sim game. But I prefer yeah. like, you know, uh, getting the different storylines with all the people in the town and exploring the caves and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, the caves are definitely fun. Yeah, and and I like. I guess I I I don't. It wasn't even. I just got so hooked on the the farming loop. Like I didn't want to leave anything <laughs> untended, or like I knew I could like if I spent time on it again today, I could just <laughs> build a bigger patch over here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I it's just got like addicted out, to it. And uh, I might be back in on Stardew Valley after this. <laughs> this is it's bad news. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since I booted it up. Yeah, when the whenever they came out with that update, I mm-hmm. played again. Like the big update. I don't remember when that was. Like I, I want to say this year. I think you brought it up, John, when I it like around the time that it came out, because like it was yeah. like that beach, the beach farm update. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And, like the, the, yeah, some they more, had like, the island stuff, yeah, Ginger Island, island and, stuff. and like it. There was a. I was still playing it when there was like a bug on the like console version for Switch. So like I went to like the Ginger Island, and it just loaded like a blue blank texture as all the ground <laughs> so you could still like move around but it like was just so difficult oh wild yeah but uh, i'm kind yeah. of the same way where i can't just casually play stardew valley i'm either like completely ex- obsessed and like play several hours every mm-hmm. day or i'm just not playing it yeah it's like either the only game i'm playing or i'm not touching it same yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome but uh but yeah, I've been kind of digging through some of that, you know, recently. I guess we haven't really mentioned it on the podcast, I don't think, but there was that Itchio bundle for uh, Palestinian aid, which is uh, very similar. I know we have mentioned the uh, Itchio bundle for racial racial justice and equality a few times on the podcast, more than a few times, mm-hmm. and a ton of awesome games that were included. And there was a lot of overlap and just, you know, I always want to give a shout out to these developers that continue to support awesome causes and including Megan, who included one of her games uh, interview, which I actually played earlier today. Um, We'll probably talk about that a little bit more when we uh, like talk a little bit more about your stuff specifically, Megan. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, I've been digging into, and I know you know this game as well. Uh, and I think John, I don't think you've had a chance to play it yet, but I know you know of it. But Mixolumia, mm-hmm. um, it's this like top or not top down, but it's like a brick falling match three puzzler, although not strictly match three because you can definitely like match longer lines, or I think you can even kind of like match things like into a diamond shape or like I don't. It's like basically the play field is like shaped like a rupee from Zelda is what it looks like to me. And then like you're dropping these like diagonal four tile blocks that are like in a diamond shape. They're square, but just rotated uh, 45 degrees. And then it just like kind of I'm I'm excited to talk about this, too, John, because like we keep te- or like mentioning the bit generations games, those yeah. uh, Nintendo yeah. games. And it looks it's very similar to Dial Hex and Roto Hex. And like it just has like the. I don't know, like it's really hard to learn how to set up combos. I find it really satisfying to like come up with new like, oh, this is kind of how the combo because like the way the tiles kind of slide either to the left or the right kind of gravity based sort of it's sort of I don't know if it's gravity or just based on like which side of the the rupee, if you will, if you're on that you're on. But like I just really love how like I've played quite a bit of it and I still don't feel like I. I get some sweet combos, but I definitely don't feel like I fully understand it. But I love that there's like an endless mode. There's like the clear 450 blocks mode. There's just like pretty much any way you want to play. There's like a relaxing mode um, where there's just no punishment at all. Um, Yeah, it's just awesome. And it's got a really great aesthetic. Like I think it's even kind of based on Pico 8 aesthetics a little bit because the main palette is called like Dark Pico or something. Um, but yeah, I just really, it's like a really simple look, but like the particles are flying all over the place. There's like a million different palettes you can pick from and people can even like up, I think there's like three or four different kind of like, they're not sound, they're almost like soundtracks, but kind of soundscapes. Cause like every time you like move to the left or right, it's like just very musical. Every, everything you do in the game. And like, I guess there, the, there are songs like they do kind of ramp up as you progress further on and like get further on, uh, like through the levels or whatever, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I love it. And I know you can like, people can even make their own like music packs and sound effects packs and stuff like that. And upload yeah. to really? steam. I, it, maybe it's on the steam or I don't, I don't know exactly where you can do it or it's not steam. Cause I think it's only on itch.io this game. Um, yeah, the game's on steam, but I think the, oh, it packs, is nice. Uh, you can do on itch. Um, and, or you can just like put them in your own version of the game if you don't want to upload them. And then you can also do like your own palettes too, which is cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, there were definitely some in the game like that were already in there that were just like they said they were, you know, I'd have like the little at whoever. I recognized a few of the names like uh, mm-hmm. the developer. I always forget their name. Uh, I think it's Noe Sharon. Oh, no uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> Noe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love their game uh, Data Loss. Like just absolutely mm-hmm. love that game. Um, and one of the palettes was from them. I was just like, oh, this is awesome. It's like a really like purpley palette. I really, really like it a lot. Yeah. Um, so, sure. yeah, just a really cool, like addictive arcade game. And just another like, I don't know, just want to give a shout out again to like awesome developers get, giving their game up for an awesome cause and, you know, letting people. I think it was a five dollar minimum donation, but there mm-hmm. were I think they raised almost if not a little over a million dollars this time around. Uh, for Palestinian aid, just just really cool, and I yeah, I've been wanting to play this game for a while, so was happy to get my hands on it finally. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and then I actually just wanted to give a shout out to a couple more while I'm talking about it because that's just what I do, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was also got really sucked into this game, Alien Death Mob, which also just came out from uh, Pug Fugly Games, and I've been kind of like it. Just like it's it's really like as soon as John pulled it up, he was like, "This looks like a Kevin game," and it's like it's very <laughs> like very bright neon pixely colors but it's like it's really cool like every level has like total it's a top down you can zoom it in as much as you want or as far out as you want to where you can see the whole level like i have it zoomed into where you can kind of mm-hmm. run all over the place and the camera kind of follows you just because it feels more frantic and basically there's nothing much to it other than there's a ton of different power-ups and then like if a bullet or enemy gets close to you like it goes into bullet time slow-mo and you just get like a really generous amount of time to like kind of avoid things basically but i mean as soon as it starts it is just like you at first i was like what the hell like you you can't beat the you can't beat the first level and then eventually i was like okay okay i'm getting the hang of it the power up like trucks and stuff will come by and just like they'll honk and drop some power ups and then i was like okay okay but it is intense uh but i love like every level is like an actual set like the first one's france and like the eiffel towers in the background then you go to like greece and wales and it's just like really cool like in Greece or in uh, Wales I think like you're kind of on like the beach and like crabs are coming up from the beach like all different <laughs> enemies so far on every level like I don't know just really frantic really really fun really cool game again also included in the bundle but I think it's only like two or three bucks normally too so definitely awesome. just <laughs> recommended as well and then I also wanted to recommend while I'm on the subject of death that this <laughs> death drives a bus game and it's just so cute and cheeky it was also included in the bundle it's got like this zx spectrum like pixel art aesthetic 8 bits. so it's just like a top-down puzzler where you're like moving you're you're playing as the grim reaper death or whatever and your horse is ill so you're driving a bus instead and you have a limited <laughs> amount of gas and then you're like so like every tile you move like uses you know it's, it'll show a number above the bus of like how many spaces you can move and then you're dropping it's like so cute to the point where like you're picking up passengers and they're either uh, like yellow or red and if they're you know they're good or evil and you're taking them to heaven or heck like that's how cute this game nice. is and it's just Aww. like I don't know it's got like just like the way the bus like bounces around and like eventually like I got to like the second world and like they start like you go over like a road and like it's you can see it's like kind of crumbly so after you go over it there's like a big pothole so you can't go over it again like really getting inventive with the puzzles it's another it seems like it's a game that might still be in development because there's like a link right to the discord like right on the menu of the game <laughs> i know i guess some games just do that anyways but i was like uh i don't know I, I i was just really really into that game and excited it looked like there were quite a few more levels so um and a really cool overworld map just really sucked into all these games i mean there's so many i think there was a little over a thousand or like think i think a little over 1200 games in the bundle this time around so just a lot to dig through even though like thankfully i was like oh there's some overlap so i've gone (laughs) gone through some of these from the uh, bundle for racial justice and equality but yeah i've just been really really digging those and i think you you all picked up that bundle as well right oh yeah yeah i have both of them yeah yeah same same anything that either of you have dug into yet on uh, on those or not quite yet Honestly, no. I think I just picked it up because I, like, one, wanted to support the cause, and two, was like, yeah, I'll just put, like, another 800 games on my, <laughs> like, <laughs> library. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played, like, anything from the Palestinian bundle because I've just been super busy lately. But I think in that one and the racial bundle, or the racial justice bundle, um, 
It was the game Art School, which I love. It's Art School with a Q. Which yeah. It's just this very, like, fun, surreal, weird game, which is very much my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, more like one. it... <laughs> Yeah, it looked like as soon as you like mentioned it and we looked it up before we started recording, it was like, oh, yeah, this looks awesome. Just even like the thumbnail of the game is like very much like I want to check that out. Yeah, so. I like uh, really absurdist stuff. It kind of reminded me of like it's not similar like mechanically at all, but kind of like human fall flat or something like that. Kinda, okay. Like weird okay. humor. Slapsticky kind of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think we can probably wrap up the the chatting about games here, and then uh, next week we'll be back with Megan to talk about some of her stuff and get a little, you know, more in depth on on the development end, and we can actually chat about interview now that I've played it and John's played it before as well. So, awesome. um, yeah, really excited to dig in and and uh, talk about some of Megan's stuff a little deeper. But uh, until then, we'll uh, catch you next week and uh, take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I literally just went there to get uh, Hell is Other Demons and Overcooked 2, which were the free games oh, right Overcooked now. Overcooked 2 is already oh, out. Overcooked. Nice. Oh, man. I haven't played 2 yet, but I, the first good. one's really fun. Both it of did them, take... my husband Go and ahead. I played together. Like, both Overcooked 1 and 2. They're both very fun. We played them on Switch, though. Yeah. <laughs> They're a little too... I worked in restaurants for so long oh. that, like, it's a little too real. <laughs> I can Sometimes. imagine, yeah. You're just like actually calling out tickets and you're just like, no. Why is like, no one cutting the- onions? Just do the fucking dishes. We need plates. We need plates. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, this is way too stressful. And I'm and I go into like manager mode where I'm like trying to like tell people what to do, or I'm just like or you know, if you're just like not on the same like especially when I play with DJ, because he's like he's stubborn because he wants to do it his way and then i'm stubborn and i want to do it the way that i think's best and then we just can't coordinate together but i do it is a game that i think if you have more than two people it helps but probably yeah although you did it you said you did it with your husband Mm -hmm. two player yeah Yeah. we played through everything and it was very fun but i've heard that a lot of couples try to play it and like end up arguing a lot but we were we were mostly fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) 